0: Welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk Podcast. We have someone on the show, which I'm excited about, to interview and get to know a little bit better. It is Sai from Japan. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I've been wanting to get someone in the Japanese area to come on and talk about underwear in Japan and what they like. So when I ran across you on Instagram, I was like, perfect, perfect. This will be great. Reached out, and here you are. So I'm very happy to have you on.
1: I'm really glad to be here. This is definitely uh, my first podcast, and it's great to be on with someone, you know, who shares something the same interest as me. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. So we'll jump right into the
0: questions. Uh, For our listeners who don't follow you on social media,
1: tell them a little bit about who you are. Well, so my name is Sai and I live here in Tokyo, Japan. I was born and raised here in Japan and moved to the US for a little bit and finished my college and everything there. I moved back to Japan about five years ago. After moving here, I began uh, modeling here and go-going here at the local gay bars around the Shinjuku Nichome area, which is the gay hub of Tokyo. And so, i that's what I do for a living. So,
0: Nice. When you think of Tokyo, I will admit I don't think of go-go dancing. But from what I've seen on your Instagram, it looks like it's a lot of fun there. And I'm kind of jealous I don't get to go.
1: <laughs> yes, the go-go scene is quite large here in Tokyo, Japan. It is about the same amount of popularity and the same amount of interest as drag queens currently have in the US the drag shows are very prominent the gay bars and people go simply for the shows and likewise people go to watch the go-go boys perform here in Tokyo Oh
0: nice I would uh I would love a go-go boy popularity here that would be amazing I'm just saying
1: is <laughs> definitely a unique niche and I think it exists in a lot of the Asian countries here.
0: Ah, that's, a, that's very interesting. But very cool. Awesome. Thank you. So you, being from Japan, have a different look at underwear, different styles of underwear over there. So what initially... When did you initially, I should say, uh, discover underwear?
1: Well, I wore my traditional Hanes and Fruit of the Loom and underwear like that growing up as a kid, nothing fancy, very plain, boxers. And then as I grew up and got older, my parents, I remember, bought me my first pair of American Eagle underwear, and they were boxer briefs, and I enjoyed the feeling of that a little bit more, and I thought it was a little bit classier. That was about high school age. I didn't receive my first real pair of underwear until I came out and went to Atlanta Pride, I remember going to Atlanta Pride and seeing all the booths mm-hmm. at Park. And there was a booth for diesel underwear and there was a diesel jock strap. And I remember seeing some of the Andrew Christian models that were working the boots wearing jock straps and briefs. And I thought they were really cute and erotic and sexy. And so I decided to buy my first pair of jock straps from Diesel at Pride. And I remember wearing it for the first time at home and thinking, wow, this feels really nice. I think I look pretty good in it. And it gave me a confidence boost. And I enjoyed, I don't know, the thought of me wearing something for myself that no one else could see unless I really mm-hmm. wanted it. And that idea gave me confidence boost and a little bit of sexiness that i haven't expe- i hadn't experienced before
0: that's cool and it's kind of ironic that you got it at atlanta pride since i'm in atlanta so <laughs> so it makes it kind of a small world you being in tokyo and got your first beer in atlanta so that's pretty cool i Maybe will say together <laughs> we we could have seen each other at pride who knows <laughs> it could have happened. Definitely. And then you got this first jock, which you felt incredibly sexy in and felt incredible in. And then you go back, assume, to Japan. And then how did you grow your underwear in Japan as opposed to here?
1: So by the time I had moved back to Japan, I have already been in full force of buying a variety pairs of underwear. In the U.S., I had bought Andrew Christian's. And that was usually my go-to pair Mm -hmm. of gay underwear and sexy and cute underwear. But I also ordered some maybe not-so-popular brands from various websites like Daily Jock that just kind of distributes different brands Mm -hmm. of underwear. And when I moved back to Japan, I had already accrued a large collection of underwear. But by the time I moved back to Japan, of course... It was my first time experiencing any sort of cute and sexy gay underwear in Japan. So it was nice to see the new styles and brands and colors and types of underwear that Japan had to offer when I got into the go-go and modeling scene here. Nice. How long
0: were you in the States? From Oh, excuse me. Um,
1: I lived in the U.S. for nine years.
0: Okay. So you were amassed a pretty good collection while you were here over those nine years and then moved back. That's pretty cool. Any other favorites while you had, while you were in the States?
1: While I lived in the States, I really enjoyed a company called Carbon 23. Mm-hmm. And I had some underwear from a company called Poppy, which was mm-hmm. felt really kind of silky and soft and sexy. And I enjoyed those. Andrew Christian, of course, were my go-to. And those were my primary sources of sexy, cute, gay underwear. That was what I normally wore when I would go out to the clubs or I think I was going to go on a date and wanted to look cute. I mainly wore Express and Calvin Klein and those kinds of underwear when I was at work and just my daily life-to-life. But... You know, didn't feel the need to be sexy cute. I guess. That's cool. That's awesome.
0: You got some good brands there, I will say. And then when you go back to Japan, do you remember any of the first brands you found that really were cute and sexy? Because I've looked at a lot of brands over the years through Japan and they have really cool colors and some good prints. So did you find anything that really struck your interest when you moved back that you're like, Ugh, oh, that's going to go in my underwear drawer?
1: Yes. So when I first moved back to Japan, I went out into the gay scene, and this was before I started modeling and go-going myself. I would go to various gay events and see go-go boys for myself and watch them perform and go to several of these pride events or regular club events and see guys in underwear. And I remember seeing a brand called G by Three, which was one of the most commonly used ones for the GoGo Boys, and a brand called Edge. And I later came to find out that those two were the biggest top sellers of gay underwear in Tokyo. And they were all very sexy and unique. And it was definitely the ones that the GoGo Boys and the people who went out primarily wore.
0: Yeah. I've stumbled across them just recently on, I think, Instagram, and I think Twitter as well. So uh, they make some really amazing stuff out there, I will say.
1: Yes, it's definitely great. Um, since living here, I've been introduced to a variety of styles that are, and ways of wearing underwear that probably are a little bit different than what I'm used to in America. Mm-hmm. And what? how is
0: it different from America?
1: Well... One adjustment that I had to make while wearing Japanese underwear, there's a size difference, obviously, Mm -hmm. but primarily this exists with the company like G by three. They, their underwear, the style of their underwear kind of gives a lot more of a squeeze and a lift on your butt than primarily American style underwear. And it reveals a lot of the, upper crack of your butt Mm -hmm. which japanese gay men find very erotic and find very sexy and it doesn't cover necessarily your entire butt it gives that little bit of a sneak peek which is a trend that japanese gay men tend to like um and so the sizes feel a little bit tighter and it almost feels like it's not holding all of you but it's the point and so that was an interesting adjustment. All the underwear is not like that, but there's a lot of cuts that are made to be like that. And those that style exists in both boxer briefs and briefs and jocks and anything like that as well. Um, so that was unique. As well as the types of underwear, like one of the most popular types of kind of erotic underwear we have is called a fundoshi, mm-hmm. which it, Japanese style underwear. It's like a thong, but it's not. The front is very soft, almost like a cloth rather than like your traditional underwear fabric. It's a very loin cloth kind of feeling. And then the straps itself is not a strap and it's not stretchy per se or elastic. It's like a rope look to it. So it's very traditional Japanese. Masudi festival style, and it's supposed to mimic that style, but also be erotic. So it comes in a variety of colors and a very Asiany pattern and things like that.
0: Yes, we have many people over here who love that style. And uh, there was one guy; I don't remember what he was on to Twitter. <laughs> or, that's all he wore. That's all he wore every day. He was obsessed with it. So. It's over here a little bit, but not like in Japan,
1: yes, the Fundoshi culture is very, very popular and prominent here, and we often have as a go go of numerous shows where we have to wear a fundoshi or give like an asian inspired look, and we even have gay events and parties where it's fundoshi only, and it's very um I think unique to Japan and Japanese culture,
0: yes. Because every time I've ever run across it, it has been very much Japanese inspired. Uh, I haven't seen the print yet, but they're usually solid colors. All the ones I've seen here, and they yes. look, and they and several people swear by them. I've had one many years ago, and I had lost it or something. But it's it's a very different fit and a very different feel from regular underwear.
1: Yes, I. Very much enjoy it. A fundoshi is not something I would wear necessarily underneath my pants Mm -hmm. going out to clubs or anything like that. A fundoshi is meant to be seen, and what's, what's great is that I view a fundoshi as like the Japanese version of a jock strap. It originally was worn as part of festival wear and festival gear, and Japanese culture's view of nudity and presentation of your body even in public settings like festival is very different than america and so Mm. as conservative as we are during a festival time this fundoshi was festival wear and i guess because of the eroticism that the game men probably found in that festival where it got converted into this gay style underwear similar to how like a jock strap was athletic wear but it was also erotic and then it became this underwear that we kind of used in a very erotic setting that's very
0: cool because yeah because the jock here went from you know it's for biking originally, bike messengers, and then went to sports and then fetishized. So that's kind of cool. You have your own version of something that you had and it's been fetishized by the gay culture over there.
1: So that's yes. really cool. I didn't think about that. That's awesome. Yes, we definitely enjoy the Japanese cultural aspect. Of it in our gay community, and it's celebrated and integrated within our gay community as part of like our go go shows and our prides and our events and gay festivities.
0: (laughs) That's awesome, though. No, because it's all our listeners are pretty much European and American and Canadian. So it's real interesting to get someone else outside of that whole western culture and see something different as opposed to what we've always known and I think Japan has a very interesting culture They're like you said, they're kind of conservative but the underwear that I've seen has been very bright in colors, it's very fun, like you said I've noticed the, the backs are not full because you do see the top of the butt when it's in it, because I've seen those styles a lot through a lot of Japanese brands I've run across. So it's yeah. interesting to hear you say that's what some Japanese men enjoy. And it's kind of cool in the same instance because underwear should be fun no matter where you wear it. So it's Definitely. good to hear you talk about how how underwear is over there. So I'm very excited about that.
1: Yes, we have our very specific taste in underwear and we as much as we enjoy things like the fundoshi the styles of underwear are geared to all the different large uh interests and tastes that the japanese gay community has many of our underwears are geared towards kind of sports and athleticism so we have a lot of athletic styled pants that may look like jerseys or jocks or things mm-hmm. like that the gay community we have underwear that kind of looks like Speedos or bathing suits but they're actually underwear and it's kind of geared towards that interest so we have that sector of the gay underwear interest as well as something simple like, you know, traditional boxer briefs and briefs that are simple in color but we have a large range of tastes and interests when it comes to underwear that I think we do a good job of expanding on those interests and providing collections that contain those interests in a way that's very different than America.
0: Oh, yes. That is for sure, because the designs over there are much different. When I was younger, a friend of mine was studied in Japan and gave me a swimsuit from Japan, and I loved it because of the colors and the cut, but that was many years ago,
1: and I do not have it anymore. (laughs) Well, if you ever need some, just let me know. Maybe I can send some your way.
0: I will let you know, but it's just interesting to see, because like you said, when you said the sports, I've noticed like the underwear that looks like jerseys and numbers and
1: Yes, yes,
0: yes. So it's fun to hear why maybe he's are because most of us don't have someone to be like, hey, what's the deal with this? And a lot of people are very curious about the market over there. And yeah. so here right now, we have a lot of guys interested in thongs. That's like one of the biggest things going around. I'm sure you've seen on Instagram. Okay. Do, do you guys have any specific style that you're going crazy for right now? You're going to be like a brief bikini or something. Is there anything that you guys in Japan just can't get enough of right now?
1: So the fundoshi itself is like a thong. Mm -hmm. So, you know, rope itself goes in between your cheeks, just like a thong does. And so that is like the Japanese thong. We also have, we call thongs teabacks here Mm -hmm. and and the types of t-backs that we have here i think might be a little bit different than the types that they have in america we definitely enjoy this kind of smaller pouch in the front look that uh g by three and edge does a lot of where it's just a small pouch in the front with that extends straight into the strap rather than having fabric that goes around your waist is just the strap is very popular and we also have thongs that simply they don't expand like uh, they we don't have a lot of jock thongs and we don't have a lot of Y backs where it kind of splits when it gets to the top of the crack but What we do have is primarily those thongs that sit really nicely at the top of your uh, cheeks, kind of curves around it, and is designed for that. Those are probably very big. And, of course, right now we also have what's in is kind of like the sports gear as well, where the pants are a little, actually a bit longer, and it kind of looks like spandex running shorts rather than underwear. But that's also very in right now. Oh, nice.
0: Those those can be a lot of fun, I will say. I do enjoy those that look more like sort of workout wear or sportswear as opposed to underwear. So that's, I would not have guessed that right now in Japan, but that's cool.
1: Yeah, I think there's been a slight shift in the japanese gay underwear taste where it's starting to reflect a little bit like america because we are coming out with a lot more of these brief cuts Mm -hmm. that they used to traditionally have and a lot more jock straps which wasn't a huge thing until recently in japanese gay underwear culture but i think the styles themselves are similar to america but with a little bit of an asian twist i guess to kind of meet the needs and the bodies of asian men
0: Oh, nice yes yes and a lot of people are shocked to realize that especially here that the jock is an american thing and not really worn around the world it has its place but it's bigger here than a lot of other countries around the world
1: Yes, that's starting to become a big thing here, jock straps. And I think it's because of the influence that the Western culture has. And of course, you know, the, I believe what's starting to, or has been popular in American underwear is the pouch in the front, where everything just kind of sits nicely in place and kind of Mm puts it forward. That has not been a thing in Asian or Japanese underwear until as of recently. So they're now starting to design more styles that reflect that. And in addition, we also have a rise in recently mesh and transparent and see-through styles of underwear as well. Okay. We're getting a little bit of a sneak peek of the butt or a little bit of sneak peek around your waist and the side. So you'll see like accents of mesh or see-through material in your underwear as well.
0: Nice. Yeah, we have mesh here that have many many fans of like you mentioned with either just sort of the hint or there are guys who love the full mesh that shows everything off but that it seems like you guys like the tease more than showing everything off which i think yes. personally is more sexy anyway but that's just my opinion
1: <laughs> japanese underwear is very keen on Giving that slight seductive sneak peek rather than trying to present the full thing, and I think that's why jock straps haven't been super huge in Japan until recently. Is because the jog strap does kind of reveal everything. Mm-hmm. We enjoy the little seductiveness of giving just a peek.
0: That's awesome, though. That that's the way underwear should be. I think is just give enough away just to tease you, and and you only the only special people get to see more. That's the way it should be. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> so you've been go-go dancing. How long
1: have you been go-go dancing for? So I will be actually celebrating my go-go anniversary of one year next week, and nice. oh, so it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. I um, began modeling, and I did that for a while before go-going, and I think that's how the go-going career kind of got introduced to me is because some of the event organizers here in Japan found several of my pictures of my modeling and asked if I would be interested in go-going and of course I had met a couple of them at various gay events and so they knew that I was part of the community and so I had seen go-go boys myself and I had been piqued an interest, I guess, in doing it myself. So since the opportunity arose, I said, sure. And then all of a sudden, my career kind of just blew up into what it is now, where I've met a variety of very influential people in both the Japanese and overseas community. I've met international go-go's from other Asian countries, Taiwan, Korea, Thailand. And it's been huge success and it's had tremendous positive influences and opportunities given to me because of it. So I very much enjoyed being a go-go here.
0: Nice. From your Instagram, you are very good at it from what I have seen on your Instagram. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I'm sure I can understand why you're so successful over there. And I, I, implore everyone to go look at his Instagram, because I don't think you'll be disappointed
1: at all. It's amazing. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Please, if anyone out there listening wants to take a look and you like what you see, please feel free to follow me and let me know.
0: (laughs) Yes, definitely follow him, and if you go to Tokyo, go see him live. That's even better.
1: Yes, if anybody... Any of your listeners come to Tokyo, you know, please feel free to shoot me a message on my social media and let me know, and I can tell you what all's going on here in Tokyo.
0: Nice. It is my one, it is one of two cities on top of my travel list right now that I want to go to is Tokyo, and the other is Sydney. So those are my two top places I want to go. So I'm trying to get to both.
1: I, uh,. Haven't traveled too much since moving to Japan to other countries that are outside of Asia, mm-hmm. but Australia is definitely on my list as well. I wish I had gone to World Pride recently.
0: <laughs> yes, because every time I turned around on Instagram and Twitter, everyone was in World Pride. And I'm going, how are you people affording this? I can't even <laughs> afford it.
1: Ugh. And it's a random part of the year and just. You know, not a major holiday or long Mm-mm. week. Like, how do we have all this time off of work? Because I can't take that much time off of work,
0: <laughs> right? I was going, and random people that I didn't even know were going. It's like I'm in Sydney, and I'm going. Oh, I hate you. Okay, <laughs> I <I'm> want <laughs> yes,
1: friends went as
0: well. I want to be in Sydney, but okay, fine. But yes. Yes, yes. Well, hopefully your Go-Go career will take off and you'll be able to go to Sydney and dance at Pride and everywhere else because I think you do an amazing job. And I'm blown away that Go-Go's are so big over there. And I'm that just makes me happy, I will say.
1: Definitely a unique niche that I think the Asian countries have. And unfortunately, the drag community has been downplayed a lot, I think, in Japan compared to America. I enjoy a good drag show. and mm-hmm. I like drag queens, and I think they put on tremendous performances and put in a lot of effort. And so it would be nice if both of those worlds could be celebrated equally in yes. Japan. And I think it's starting to get more and more popular. But for right now, I think the go-go culture is definitely the one that is on top in the gay community here in Japan.
0: Yeah, we, since RuPaul's Drag Race drag has taken off here exponentially, and every time you turn around, there's a new show or a new new show at the bar somewhere, and Atlanta (laughs) has a ton of drag in it to begin with, so that just made it even better
1: for us. So, Yes. The, um, as... Prominent as the go-go culture here is in Japan, you know. I don't think we have as many newly aspiring or blooming go-go's as maybe America has drag queens. I feel like every I look, a new friend is mm-hmm. doing. You know, I'm gonna do drag. I'm gonna do drag, and everyone's doing drag. And in the go-go world here, it, I don't think it's as simple as I'm gonna go-go. Um,
0: well, go-go, you have to have a certain look and. You know, do the part and drag. You can have different looks. You can either do like campy or you can do like the other end, which is glamour. So I think there's a lot more, you know, stuff in drag than go go because you can't really be a campy (laughs) go go boy. Yes. At least I don't think so. Someone will probably prove (laughs) me wrong
1: later, but. I think that we have Go-Go's that might be invited to incorporate themselves in various performances that are not necessarily Go-Go's just because of the sexiness factor. But mm-hmm. I don't think we that they have campy Go-Go's. But we do have Go-Go's that get invited to be a part of a drag queen show, which might be camp or, you know, things, comedy skit or things like that.
0: That's cool. So does your family know about your Go-Go in underwear? Or are they... Don't know how has it reacted to family over
1: there and underwear and such. I am out to my family. However, they do not know about my go going career or my modeling career. They are not aware of that, so I am going to keep it that way. Okay, but of course, all my friends know about you know my go going and what I do and. All my friends celebrate it and come to my shows and support me. And I really couldn't have done it without my friends who have kind of supported me since my beginning.
0: Nice. It's good to have support from people out there, that's for sure.
1: Yes. Every time I go home to see family and I pack my suitcase to go stay with them for a little bit, I definitely uh, make an effort to still wear cute underwear in case I meet friends and meet people I haven't seen in a while and, or want to go out but the underwear is a little bit more conservative. I don't think I would take my thong or my jock strap, but I'll take a cute brief you know, or boxer brief.
0: <laughs> I take it your family's outside of Tokyo then?
1: Yes, my okay. family currently is living in the U.S. When we moved to the U.S. and I was there for the nine years, they moved there permanently and I wanted to move back to Japan. So I moved back. Okay. Well, you go where you
0: feel best, and that's all you can do. So (laughs) let's see if I had any more questions. I can't think of any. Uh, I know when we hang up, and in the next day or two, or when I edit it, I'll think of,
1: I should have asked this question. (laughs) That's always the case, isn't
0: it? It it is always the case. And this is such an interesting subject to me, because I want to show... Uh, underwear around the world to people in america so we don't get that reputation where you know that's just an american they don't care and kind of done it with south africa with some some guys we have on a regular basis so japan and asian market is one i really wanted to delve into and tell the differences between here and there and so when you came along i'm like oh, perfect and you spoke English, which that was my next problem I was going to <laughs> I probably have to solve because I'm like, Oh, there's gonna be a language problem, I know.
1: <laughs> so when I, well, Glad you found me.
0: Yeah, when I saw your Instagram and saw part posted in English to you, I was like, Okay. Should at least know some English. Okay.
1: Good. Luckily that's one of my niches here as a go go boy, is since the borders have opened in, up in Japan, we've had a lot more over broad and overseas visitors that come to our shows. And so they definitely need uh, a lot of go- – they enjoy having a go-go boy who speaks English because n- most of us don't. I think there are about three or four of us out of all the active go-go's here in Tokyo that speak English. And uh, it's definitely a niche that is needed because of our customers and our clientele that comes to our shows since the borders have opened. Nice.
0: And do you wanna tell do you dance at certain clubs or is it or does it vary when you dance or where you dance?
1: So the go-go culture and system is very different than I think go-go boys might be in the US. I know drag queens and go-go boys tend to have like their home or host mm-hmm. bar. They work at and they're casted there and they work there periodically every week or Friday or Saturday. But in Japan, all the Google boys here are generally like their own manager. And we do not have a bar that has a – or club that has a cast. So we get offered event bookings by various clubs and various events depending on what they're having. And they extend their invite to the six, seven, eight, nine go-go boys they want for that night, and we say yes or we say no. So I perform at various events and various clubs and venues. So the best way to find me if any of your visitors come to Tokyo, if they want to find me, the best way is to keep up with my social media page because I upload and update where I'm going and try to, you know, announce what events happening and. Uh, who's going to be there? So we it changes every single week and it changes all the time, and so definitely stay up to date on your favorite Google Boys social media.
0: Okay, nice. So you'll have to follow him to figure out where he's going if you're going to Tokyo, <laughs> and then shoot him a DM if you're going, and definitely catch him because when I come to Tokyo, I'm definitely finding out where you are so I can come visit. Yes, please. So. Yes, please. And, I'll and bring you some American fun underwear. So
1: <laughs> I would love that very, very much. And the shows are really entertaining and really great. And you know, sometimes it's not just the Gogo show. Maybe we'll have a drag show. We'll have a pole dancer. We'll have some kind of dance performance and things like that. So there's a there's always something for everyone. Nice. So and you will see costumes and underwears that you probably are not familiar with. I think I wore my favorite outfit last week uh, at an event called Brave. I got to wear kind of like this very samurai-inspired attire, underwear. And then my first number was like this traditional thick rope harness that looks like the ropes that we would use at shrines, uh, along with the fundoshi. And I think the styles and costumes are really elaborate and creative.
0: Yes, I noticed that in your Instagram that they are very elaborate, very fun, very tra- looks more traditional Japanese than what our go boys don't wear anything traditional. They just kind of wear <laughs> sexy stuff and that's it. But I definitely enjoyed that in your Instagram, seeing the different t- costumes you wore and the different underwear. So I think it's, I no wonder it's such a big deal over there with the go-go culture because it is a whole production it's not just let's go dance so
1: yes I, I mean not all of our costumes are asian-inspired we're doing a big push on asian-inspired costumes and underwear right now because it's spring and it's cherry blossom season mm-hmm. which is it's about to enter into what's City season so the japanese festivals and so you know the big push On what we call wafuku, which is traditional Japanese styled or Japanese culture looks, is um, very big right now. From the cherry blossom themes and the samurai themes and things like and kimono themes, those are very big right now. But we also have you know just kind of something that's a little bit more Western, which is a little more erotic and sexy and harnesses and things like that as well. So you can see all types of variety of underwear and costumes when you come to one of our shows, and it's definitely unique. I wish I got to keep all my costumes that I put on, but unfortunately I can't always keep them.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's that's a shame, because uh, some of them saying, if you didn't get to keep them, uh, they're amazing, I will say.
1: Some of them we get to keep, but not all the time. And then I think one unique thing that we do a lot that might be different than American Go-Go's is almost every Go-Go show, I would say 80%, we have the final show is called the towel show. So we usually have some sort of fundoshi or thong or back that um, we dance in, but then we are given a towel where we take those underwear off and we dance almost practically 100% nude, but with a towel so to cover up any sensitive areas, but maybe mm. give a slight sneak peek, you know, of the imprint or outline or things like that. And then those underwears that we wore to begin the show. Sometimes we give away to our gifts or give away as gifts to our guests.
0: Oh, interesting. That's, that's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to come to Japan now. You just, Tokyo <laughs> is moved up on that list. Uh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Wow. Okay, I think that wraps up all my questions. You gave a good overview of Japan and underwear and go-go culture and all sorts of amazing things.
1: Definitely. And I think, you know, if any of your listeners are interested in buying any of the underwear that we have here, they do mail to American addresses. I know for a fact they mail to U.S. addresses. I don't know if they ship or package to other countries, but I'm sure they do, and they all have international shipping. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, my recommendations would be G by 3 and Edge, and a brand called Up is really big as well in Japan. And not only do they have really cute, unique underwear, and they also have a variety of shirts and tank tops and really cute shorts and other clothings besides underwear as well
0: yes i've noticed that lately in both of the brands you mentioned i have to look up up i'm familiar with them but the other ones have just amazing stuff right now with shirts and that match the underwear it's just a lot of fun i'm just blown away by the market i just think it's amazing so yes well Tell everyone what your Instagram is or your social media that they can follow you on.
1: My Twitter and my Instagram both have the same handle. It's sai, S-A-I, underscore man, M-A-N, underscore says, S-A-Y-S.
0: Nice. So go...
1: please give me a follow on both. I'm definitely active on both. I tend to be more frequent on Instagram, but uh, I post on Twitter as well. And sometimes on Twitter, I post the things that I can't post on Instagram. So, yes, we we are
0: (laughs) all familiar with prudish Instagram. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, So definitely go follow him, especially if you're going to Tokyo and want to venture out, definitely find out where he's at and go visit and have a great time and you may get a pair of underwear. You never know. Thank you again, Cy, for coming on. This was so much fun and amazing. I'm so thankful you came on and shared your wisdom of Japanese underwear with us and culture. And maybe we can get you back on sometime in the near future to talk a little more.
1: Yes, that'd be so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you again. And everyone
0: have an amazing week. We'll have more podcasts for you soon. Bye everyone.
1: Goodbye.
0: Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us at Patreon at patreon.com/slash blog. Follow us on social media. You can follow the blog at UNB blog on Twitter and Instagram. Read the blog at unbblog.com. Also, follow me if you like art or anything else, fun and underwear, at UNBTim on Instagram and also Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll have more podcasts at you very soon. Bye.